people we are sitting here in our coffee shop this is going to be a very interesting uh, form of uh, podcast we're going to be doing uh, this uh, talk uh, talks a lot and today we have uh, i would say not a guest because he will become to be personality on our podcast he'll own his own show here and uh, i will let him introduce himself how's it going this is freddy <laughs> I like the name. Everybody knows the, this voice, and this is Rich behind the mic, and this is Divine Naples Podcast. So uh, let's say your name is Freddy. Why did you choose that? Freddy Miles. Fat Freddy. Uh, why is that? What, what, tell me about this character. What is it? This is not your real name, so we know that, right? Freddy is a character in one of my favorite movies and books. Okay, so we're going to so, keep him alive here. Yeah, his bo- the book is written by a woman named Patricia Highsmith. Uh-huh. She wrote a book called talented mr ripley okay cool so we already have uh, uh, you know somehow exposed <laughs> you know your stuff <laughs> but uh, i just want to say something about freddy here uh, he came to the coffee shop uh, a few days ago and we had this uh, immediate chemistry uh, click and we decided to start uh, doing podcast shows maybe um, we'll be able to help some others and maybe we will create content that will be never aging and and uh, somehow Freddie will become to be a historical figure and being right in many many things so uh, why would I just uh, you know just kick down and, and let me ask you um, just want to you know introduce you a little bit uh, and and where you're coming from so sounds good how we started your day how do I start my day yeah um Well, I try to wake up with the sun. Uh, so you like a chicken. Do you agree with that? Yeah, you're like a chicken. Yeah. Chickens do that. You hear the roosters. I have roosters out, outside of my place, so I hear the roosters next door uh, start to do their uh, thing. Uh-huh. Waking up, and uh, that's my cue to get up. Time to get up. Now, everybody knows uh, by listening to this podcast, uh, Divine Apples Daily Podcast, they know I, I grew up in a village somewhere. Uh, we don't going to say the country because we just keep me, keep me incognito. So I'm very familiar with that, uh, with that uh, voice. Uh, I mean, noise, voice, whatever you want to say. Roosters are my thing. Man. I, I tell you, I, I like to uh, wake up in the morning with, with that noise. Just, just uh, magical. Kazakhstan, right? <laughs> no, no, it's not. But <laughs> nice try, Freddie. So uh, you you start uh, your day early, then you do what? Gym? Well, yeah. On the good days, I go straight to the gym mm-hmm. and try to move around a little bit. And I'm a big daily routine guy. Are you? Yes. Really? Yeah. Daily so so every day is pretty predictable. I try when I'm doing my best. Uh, daily routine is key. Yes. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, so you're very organized and very uh, methodical, I would say, right? Yeah, I try to wear the same thing or combinations of the same things every day. Why? It keeps life simple, less to think about, reserve bandwidth for the important things. Well, that's <laughs> you see, this is where we click. The chemistry is there. It's just very interesting guy, I have to tell you. Uh, you know, the conversations we had here uh, are so deep and and very interesting. And I just immediately thought it would be nice to um, you know make records of that. So let's just keep this going. So you moved to Naples uh, maybe what a year ago? Yes, I came in and out for three years or so. I'd come in for a month and out, 
I was traveling full time for three years mm -hmm. outside the country, and I would swoop into Naples for a while as a stop um, on my way to Hawaii. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was based in Hawaii for a long time. Based? Uh, you mean based like a uh, a government based? I can't discuss. <laughs> Freddie, come on, <laughs> give us the secrets. Edward Snowden. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so on my way uh, out west, I would stop in Naples. I had some family here, and I just kind of fell in love with the place. Oh, awesome. So now you're gonna, this is going to be your uh, destination for next uh, decade or something? Who knows? Who knows? I'm always open to what comes next. But for now, this is home. Okay. So uh, let's just uh, keep it uh, somehow simple, but uh, make sure people know a little bit more about you. So you had a few businesses, right? Uh, very successful businesses. And now you're kind of uh, trying to rediscover yourself, uh, come with fresh ideas, maybe detox or whatever you want to call it, right? So now is the period of time before your life where are you trying to find a second breath, right? Yeah, I've had ups and downs, some successes, some failures. Hopefully you're always failing forward. Oh, that's interesting thought. <laughs> well, if you do, then make sure you put your hands in front of you. Yeah, you want to uh, fail small and win big. Uh-huh, so there we go. So now people are already getting the little uh, glimpse of uh, all our talks is going to be really interesting. So you had to sell your business. We don't going to uh, do any more details than that. And you just end up uh, jobless. Are you uh, thinking uh, to go back in business or what do you think? You know? Yes, I think I'd like to um, get back into commerce, but I want to do it uh, smarter and um, in a more enjoyable way each time. Oh, that's cool. I mean, what time is it now? What time is it? I've got 11.30. Okay, good. So it's after lunch. You're chilling down. It's Sunday. You're here in Divine Naples Coffee Shop. How do you feel? Good. I uh, wandered in this morning. I felt I felt the energy. Actually, I stumbled into your podcast, one of the previous podcasts, and instead of uh, going south, I just took a right and ended up here. So. Yeah. And what do you think about our podcast? Uh, the podcast is inc incredibly well done. You like it? It's, it's so well done, it was a little intimidating to jump on this. I kind of thought we would just hang out and talk about whatever. So it's a nice setup you have here. Yeah, you like it? Now you're going to be <laughs> coming more often. You're going to get addicted to it. And plus, you know, uh, we are happy you like our podcast. Finally, we have a uh, first listener. I'm sure uh, Matt will be very happy to hear that, you know. He, yes. he, he put a lot of hours uh, with that, with me and the podcast. And we have over 300 shows. We will be putting them up there so people can listen. But, you know, we want to keep uh, the podcast interesting with different subjects. And I want you to be part of at least one podcast a week. And we can talk about interesting uh, things that... Uh, and and your objectives on on issues that are happening, maybe will be happening, maybe give people tips, maybe help uh, business owners, because I think you have a lot to offer. And, and uh, you know, your experience, because you travel the world and you're fairly young, uh, you know, it's just uh, amazing. And I, 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 my opinion is it, it's just uh, you can create a lot of value for uh, young business owners here or even older business owners here in Naples, Florida. So let's just start with this. What, what subjects do you want to talk about? Anything you want. Uh, lifestyle entrepreneurship is my specialty. Uh, living life uh, with working uh, smart, smarter, not necessarily harder. Okay. Um, working from anywhere around the world, uh, optimizing ourselves for health and wealth. Um, uh, oh. I sound like I'm selling something. <laughs> Just I have nothing for sale. <laughs> nothing, nothing, yeah, nothing to gain with this either. So, um, 
It's 12.30. Uh, this is my first cup of coffee, believe it or not, in coffee shop. I've been moving uh, since 6 o'clock this morning and setting it up and helping and donating uh, some uh, coffee to local church. So first cup of coffee. I'm really sitting here having a cup of coffee and having this conversation. So let's talk about lifestyle. What do you think about lifestyle in Naples and lifestyle in general in, in uh, this generation that uh, is living, working in places? Uh, let's talk about different countries that you experience and let's compare the lifestyle here Europe uh, Asia and some different places what do you think I agree it sounds fantastic so what what is your favorite country let's start with this oh man that's tough um, well a couple of favorites I would say I'm attached to Sicily so uh, Italy. that's not a country you realize right, right? yeah it's part of Italy but it's sort of <laughs> its own place in a way. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've ever been there yeah it's a it's a pretty amazing place uh-huh so it has so much history because it has the African invasion. The Greeks were there for a long time and also, of course, the Italians. So it's just a fa- fascinating uh, What about Turkish? You forget about those. The Turks were in there too. Yes. Yeah. Well, make sure we are clear. We, we know our stuff here. You, know, you, don't, you cannot surprise me with your knowledge of history. Then forget about Turks. Turks are everywhere. They, they, kind of, they, they nailed the whole Europe one time. But anyway, so you like uh, Italy? Yes. Can I ask about this coffee? Because it's fantastic. Uh, is it Turkish? Because it has an interesting uh, uh So the brand. coffee is Julius Meinl. We uh, finally got the first branded coffee shop, which is Julius Meinl um, brand. Uh, they started 1862. Uh, first coffee house in the world opened in, in Vienna. They invented roasting machine and they uh, strictly, uh, they strictly use only Arabica beans. And what that means is, uh, the coffee is the highest quality you can uh, probably find in the world. Uh, the, the very strong. Uh, there's no bitterness. There's no aftertaste. There's really uh, you can you can taste a lot of fruits and and the coffee is very high quality. So uh, we are uh, happy to have this coffee because uh, we stand for quality and quality of the podcast is one of the things too. So we are happy to be able to serve you the coffee. So uh, the coffee is roasted. Um, uh, of course, uh, Italy doesn't have beans, so they roast coffee because they know they have a lot of good uh, equipment there. So it's roasted partially in Italy and partially in, in Austria. So um, the coffee, you can tell, comes from uh, three countries. Uh, the Arabic countries, we don't know origin because they don't uh, say. Uh, then uh, it's roasted uh, either in Italy or Austria. But uh, it's family-owned business, 500 employees, five generations. So it's really interesting. Yes. Um, so, what's your favorite preparation style? Well, we we jump from the lifestyle in Italy uh, to me and having coffee. Wait uh, a that's second. Interesting. We're not on a different topic because lifestyle in Italy is all about coffee. That oh, Would that's true. That's true. So, um, coffee culture. Okay, my preparation, best preparation of style. Okay, so depends on the coffee. So, let's say uh, we have this uh, Vienna blend. Uh, that uh, is the drip and I love it because it's very smooth you can drink this whole day and sometimes I have to step on the brake because I drink too much of it and um, the espresso bean uh, just straight espresso uh, you know which is amazing the crema on top uh, you put sugar on it and it stays there for five minutes before it starts sinking so you know it's it's amazing coffee um, depends how I feel uh, during the day just you know uh, sip uh, the the, the um, the coffee that uh, that is the drip there and there, but if I need a little jolt, uh, you know, two, three espresso during the day, that that would be my thing. But uh, of course, I'm not following the 
perfect. Uh, I'm not a perfect example because I don't follow the instructions which comes with the instructor man manual. Uh, that is, uh, you need to uh, take 15 and, and turn off for 15 minutes when you're drinking Julius Meinl. And just, uh, you know, just kind of, you can stare in the wall and uh, just uh, daydream or, you know, talk to your friend. But you need to turn off. And, and sometimes I don't do that because I had a lot of things here. And you see me moving around. So, you know, it's, uh, and you, you said it yourself. You don't do anything for on 100%. I truly don't. I do 102. And that's my thing for a very long time because I don't want to disappoint anybody. And I can say, you know, I did it on one or two, so I, I, I put a little extra effort there and, and that always counts. So, yes, my uh, best preparation is if I'm uh, just, uh, you know, for longer uh, sipping coffee, that's drip. If I need to just, uh, you know, get the energy and the espresso right there. I like a ma uh, espresso macchiato. Uh, with a little foam on it? A little foam on top. And I... Uh, up in, I'm a coffee nerd, so I've been all over the world tasting coffee. Um, I go into these micro, I, I get micro focused on things, um, social like wine, coffee. Uh, I've been all about pizza recently, but I, I did several months sort of going around looking at different coffees and I'd been ordering macchiato, mm -hmm. just macchiato. Right. And I would, I would, someone would serve me with uh, like a latte macchiato. Uh-huh. And I was sort of going like, what? Like, this is not a macchiato. Right. I didn't understand there was a difference between a, an espresso macchiato and a latte macchiato. Completely different. Um, in fact, I'm pulling up a video here. And uh, you can see. Well, I can see it, but nobody else because nobody they else listen. Yeah, well, it. you know what? Let me just tell you. We're going to be doing a lot of different coffees here. We're going to be doing pistachio coffee, pistachio cappuccino, um, coconut cappuccino. There's a lot of ideas we will bring in and we will, you know, try them. So we will reinvent the whole thing. But what do you think about this quality? Uh, Incredible. Yeah? In fact, it's, uh, it's, I almost don't want to ruin the taste with any foam, which is, uh, you know, I like to put a little uh, foam. In fact, I like to do my foam with uh, with with heavy cream if possible. Um, so it kind of gives a creamier flavor, and there's no sugar content. Mm -hmm. So I can stay in within my keto diet. Oh my God, your it's diet! Fat, you fat know, this, this is funny thing. I I love, and everybody's on diet, and everybody is gluten free, and everybody's this and that, and and they fa uh, fa fasting, whatever you call it. Everybody does all those things. Now hurricane comes, and Publix is empty. How that happens? <laughs> I don't know. I know all the bottled water seems yeah, to Yeah, and then you have to, whatever you buy for hurricane preparation, then you have six months and everybody eats that. So everybody comes to the restaurants and, you know, gluten this and gluten that, and then in home they eat chips and they eat, uh, you know, toasts, and because they have to liquidate it, I don't think they will throw it away. So, you know, I like your diets, you know. <laughs> we Europeans, I'm from Europe, yes, we Europeans are different. We, we you know, we publicly even say, and we are not ashamed of it, we are like sponges. You know, when we like the food, we go. Then in summer, you need to be ready for your swimming suit. Then, then you start losing. You still, you still, uh, you know, getting a little bit skinnier. All right, let's go to the subject of the Italian uh, lifestyle. Yes. What What is uh, so attractive to you uh, in that country? Well, Latin cultures and Italian, Italy, France, Spain, uh, also um, have cafe culture. Uh huh. So they are really uh, experts in being in the moment. So they, uh, they value one-on-one -on -one communication. They love to bump into each other in the town square or the coffee shop. And just, um, it's fascinating. It's, um, when they see you, they stop. They give their full attention to you. 
and you never know where that day might lead. You might be invited to lunch and end up at someone's home for four to six hours just eating and drinking uh, wine and ended up with uh, you know, um, some limoncello or something like this. And by the end of that four to six hours, you really know that person. Within a day, you really have a relationship, which is different than here where everyone is so busy about where we're heading. Well, this is just fantastic. You know, uh, I really like what he's saying because I miss Europe, and this is one of the things which uh, I miss. You know, just, just uh, sometimes you you don't see somebody for a year or something, and you hit down them on on the street, and and if it's true friend, and uh, you know, of course, if it's nothing important, they just stop and life stop, and you just uh, grab a coffee in the first coffee shop you see around the corner, and you sit there for hours just catching up, and and I just have a chills just. <laughs> talking about it it's just amazing when when you realize you know people are able and and capable of doing these things but but here is everything on run and um perfect example i have a lot of uh, italian friends here and um one of them his name is luca he used to be manager um in uh, milano cafe milano everybody knows cafe milano and we just became to be really good friends and and um you know, we had a lot of conversations and things, and uh, then he left Milano and he disappeared for uh, a little bit. And he knew we opened a coffee shop. And the other day he stopped by on his bike. He had a couple of espressos and just we had a laugh. And you know, the, the, the honest hugs you get from these people is like you know, it's like you you've part of the family. You feel it just because they they hug you so you know so strong, and and. Uh, and you know, even if you don't see him for six months, you know, you text or something and you just bump into each other again and it's just, just, you know, the connection is there. You don't lose the friendship. And that's that's just what I miss here. You know, a lot of times I don't feel like uh, um, a lot of the conversations are that honest, you know, just with a lot of agenda. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say nothing negative, but that's my opinion. A lot of times uh, this culture is more, you know, like self-oriented and... and uh, more um, agenda there, uh, business related, and things that where somebody can benefit. Not always you have to benefit. You know, you benefit long run. And I always say I, I, I run marathon. You know, it's not a sprint because we're gonna be here around for a little bit. And it's nice to have friends uh, that you can have a conversation and you know is honest. You know, and that's what I missed. And and uh, for example, you just been talking about this and. I'm eating croissant, it's my breakfast after 12 o'clock, right? Uh, and the first coffee, so I've been running on fumes for the whole morning. And um, you know what, what, uh, what is the, uh, for example, the breakfast of Catania, the city Catania in Italy? You'll be sure. surprised. You do, do you know what I eat there in the breakfast? No. You'll be surprised. It's uh, croissant, ham and uh, cheese. And uh, you would say what croissant does, you know, in Catania, but it's truly their, their national breakfast, or the, the city breakfast. And uh, we're going to be having those uh, breakfast items named by cities in uh, here in the coffee shop. So we can kind of uh, have the connection with, with Europe because this is a European coffee shop with the quality of the coffee and also with people because you can meet really interesting people here in, in, in this coffee shop. I'm sure you already did, right? Absolutely. What are you looking at? I was just looking up Catania and double-checking that it's not a separate place from the Catania that I know, which is in Sicily. And it is, in fact, in Sicily. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of Italian friends, and I'll introduce you. So make sure you, you, know, you know some of the good guys here, and you can feel a little bit of Italy here, too. Yes, there's a famous castle in Catania that I toured uh, once, and it, it's really an incredible place. So 
Interesting you mentioned that. Right, so uh, now we learn about you. Uh, you love coffee, you like traveling, your favorite uh, lifestyle is in Italy, right? One of the favorites, yes, yeah, Sicily. Uh, as you go south in, in Italy, things get less fancy, but people become more friendly, I believe. And um, it's funny, I, I think maybe the same is true in the United States in some ways. Uh, you mean south or north? Yes, yeah, so as you come south of the United States, things become less fancy, but people become more wel- warm and welcoming and friendly in, in general. So you'd probably say that on, on Key West. <laughs> 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 there you go, the, the southernmost tip, exactly. Yeah, so that's most friendly there. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, travel. I travel a lot in the United States, and uh, you know, the, I don't know. I don't know if I agree completely with you <laughs> saying, um, but you know, pe- I find people friendly in many places. Sure. But um, the mix of the uh, people that we have here in this city, it's uh, it's kind of uh, if you want to do business here, it's it's kind of difficult to uh, get around it because if you do business and you live somewhere, you, you get that culture in your head, you understand how people think, what they need, and all this. But if you do business here, people come from all the different parts of the world and. Uh, you just have to understand all of them before you start making business with them, you know. So it's, it's, it's a little different. Um, South of Florida is very different than, for example, Miami and, and West Palm Beach and Boca Raton. So, well, you know, it's it's uh, hard to say um, when you travel, you know, just like you say you go south, but you meet people from Minnesota. And I find them very friendly. They, they're just amazing from Minnesota. You know, just these very warm people. But from example, people from New York, uh, or New Jersey, it's just different personalities, you know, and you find them here too. Yes, Florida is not part of the South. I should have, <laughs> I should have clarified this. Okay, <laughs> I hate to get you on the corner, but uh, you know, with your statements. But uh, the South I, ends with Georgia and Alabama. Oh, I see. That's what he meant. You didn't. Mean, you yes. don't count Florida as the South. That is correct. Florida is considered a northeastern state uh, because most people here are migrants from other places. You're, you're right. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people try to retire. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to uh, Italy. So, you spend how much time did you spend in Italy? Total of my life, probably about a year, uh, in different places throughout Italy. Uh, I come back. I've, I go back and forth uh, quite a bit. So, did you do business there? I've never done business there. No, I, I try to do my business. Uh, there's a saying they have in South America that says, earn dollars, spend pesos. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, if you can make money online or you could make money in the continental United States, uh, you're, you're better off. And then you want to spend that money in places that are less expensive, like Latin countries, like Spain, France, Italy, very inexpensive outside the major cities. You can rent a flat in Sicily in most small Oceanside towns for three to five hundred dollars per month. Uh huh. So it's just, I mean, it's just really inexpensive. So you figured out how to live in the inexpensively <laughs> in Italy. Yeah, you want to live inexpensively. You want to spend very little money and enjoy life. And uh, how long it took you before you like put like thumb on that and you had everything under control? Like month? What's that? Yeah, how long it took you to have everything like the spending under control? So you, well, I mean, a lot of times you don't know. You have to ask people and, and just kind of figure it out. So there's no manual. Go to this country, do this, do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how long it took you before you figured out this is where you're gonna be for next year and how much you know things cost and how much less they can be if you do certain things? That's a great point. Um, usually, when I go to a place for the first time, I just book a hotel through like kayak or travel, you know, Travelocity or something. So I'm not going to save a lot of money on the first time, 
but as I get to know the area, I can bounce around easily, see where the, uh, what, where, what part I want to live in. Usually it's not the most expensive area, but I want to live kind of where the young hip people are. So uh, normally I'll book a hotel near, here's my hack, my travel hack, which is I look for an H&M um, uh, retail that? store. It's like a cheap oh, clothing mm-hmm. store, okay. H&M. And H&M's generally located in the central central part of the cities. Uh-huh. So I'll start at like, you know, an H&M and I'll try to find a hotel nearby there. And that'll be my starting point. Then I'll, get, I'll start walking around, talking to people and find out, oh, the better, cheaper, more young, hip area is, you know, one town, one part over. And you can get an Airbnb there for like $20 a day or something like that. And it's even it's like even better to live in. It would be like living in town in Times Square in New York. Uh, probably not the best place, but maybe Soho is a better neighborhood or East Village. Right, and I can West see Village. your personality doesn't. You know, it's not a problem for you to talk to people. I mean, it's just one of the things you have. You just start conversation about anything, any subject, and and uh, when you open them up, I mean, those those are the real savings. You know, those are our weapons right there. You know, just knowing uh, you can talk to anybody about anything and people feel comfortable, they open up and they tell you the secrets. It's almost like us here. You know, we we, we don't we don't have to have conversation with us. We, we kind of share secrets on our websites, everything what we as locals experiencing best places for the beach and things of that nature. But I know how, you know, how to, how we end up in the city and you go like, okay, where would you have dinner today? You ask some of the locals, you know what I'm saying? They, that's, that's how we find best restaurants. TripAdvisor and all the other, you know, attractions uh, that you find there not, may, may not be always the right decision to, to do. You know, locals will always tell you the truth because, or if you just follow them. Right, you just follow some locals. You just see where they go for for a beer, where they go to, you know, for fun, and that's the best way to do it. So, so then you figure it out, and you move to another street, right? Maybe two streets down, and you walk a little extra, but uh, there's big savings. Yeah, TripAdvisor, especially in Europe, seems to be uh, everybody has TripAdvisor stickers on their windows. Every business, and they seem to all have perfect five-star review. You know, like 500 reviews. So I don't know if there's like a, a Russian click farm that they're hiring to, to get these reviews or what. But TripAdvisor doesn't really help much when you're traveling, and Yelp is virtually non-existent in most parts of Europe. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, I have a theory about this uh, coffee culture, meeting great people that you mentioned. Okay, go ahead. Well, first of all, I have to give you kudos because your particular coffee shop has a European feel when you walk in, even from the street. It's obvious that this is a European uh, sensibility that you have going here. Really? And what is the first thing from street you can see? Well, you have the red umbrellas and you have a distinct clean um sort of design but there's something uh european feeling uh, accent there's something that you feel as soon as you look at the front oh, of the really? restaurant and i my theory is that when you are drawn uh, based on a feeling to a place you will meet people who have the same vibration oh look at you now this is the, this is the gold coming out you know this is the reason why we wanted to do this because the the processing you have in in your head and how you process the thoughts and and you put them in the words is just amazing so yes i agree with you 100 i would never think about this but you know what this is absolutely amazing thought you're bringing in so if you see people sitting here they probably gonna feel same way like you do when you walk in yes i i could give a couple of examples or stories where i think that this is where i've become or i've gotten this belief from 
Would you like to hear one? Of course. Okay. Uh, I, I don't even breathe right now. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So uh, I was living in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh-huh. Again, I was working online um, and I was able to, uh, fortunate, I wanted to learn tango dancing. Okay. I had a cousin that had moved there who had become a professional tango dancer. So I, uh, I wanted to check in to make sure she was doing okay down there and um, also just explore the city. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do when I go to a city, like I said, I booked a hotel right in the, t- in the centro. Is, uh, your, uh, sorry, your cousin, is it female or female? female. Okay, Beautiful female. blonde girl living in this South American country. I'm, I'm worried for her safety a little bit. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Yes, and she's, uh, she does, she's there right now, actually. She's back and forth all the time. I was in um, Centro, and uh, so it, it, the worst, it was like, it's like Times Square, New York. Uh-huh. So it was great. It looked like, from the map, looked like a great place to be, but it ended up that a place called Palermo Soho, uh-huh. or Palermo Hollywood, was where all the young, hip, kind of less expensive, but really modern and cool young people were. Okay. So quickly, within a week, I, was, I moved out of the hotel and into an Airbnb in this area. Anyway, the first thing I do when I settle into a neighborhood is look for a coffee shop, cafe. You know, where, where are going to be my one or two or three places I'm going to stop in and get my coffee in the mornings. So, uh, looking at cafes, there was one particular cafe that stood out to me. The vibe of it felt very organic and felt well put together. Uh-huh. So, I started going to this cafe. And they were also serving green juice, like sort of like uh, organic juices. Uh-huh. Anyway, one day, this uh, I, I go there, I'm half asleep, I haven't had any caffeine, and standing in line in front of me was one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Looked like, sort of like a, a South American Angelina Jolie. Wow. Lucky you. Yeah. So I freeze, I'm like going like, oh God, I gotta say something, right? But I, I couldn't think of anything to say to this woman. You couldn't think of anything to say? Couldn't think of anything. She froze uh, me in my tracks. That's probably a very rare moment. I cannot imagine. Yeah, no coffee yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm standing there trying to think of something. And I mutter to her like, so where you're from? Or something like that. And she looks at me and she could just tell my energy was like toxic. I was just like, you know, nervous and, and you know, wasn't fully awake. And she kind of looked at me kind of uneasily and sort of, uh, you know, answered me with a one word answer, which was actually from Philadelphia. So she was she was American and uh, she got her drink and I got my drink and there was sort of an energy, but it was it was awkward. And then she got into her taxi and left. And right before she got into her taxi, she turned and looked at me and then left never to be seen again. So. Um, I go back and tell my cousin that night. I met this girl in the coffee shop. It was weird. You know, I was bummed out because I didn't say the right thing, right? And she's so okay, interesting, whatever. So I end up staying in Argentina for four months. Didn't see the girl again. A year, year and a half goes by, and I end up doing... So you uh, already forget about her. Forget about the girl. Yeah, whatever. okay. I do this apartment swap from a, with a buddy of mine who had an apartment in the West Village, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. He wanted to stay in, in, in my apartment in, in uh, Hawaii. Okay. So he came for a month, stayed in Hawaii. I went to New York, stayed in Manhattan. So anyway, I'm wandering around Manhattan a year and a half later. What's the first thing I do? Go for a coffee shop, right? Try to find where, where, where's my spot going to be. I find this organic place. It's got, again, green juice, coffee, whatever. Um, a couple blocks away from the apartment on Bleecker Street. So I go into this uh, this coffee shop or juice shop, order a drink, and I'm standing on the corner trying to figure out 
my bearings. Where am I? You know, Manhattan's kind of kind of menacing all around me. And there's a girl standing on the corner. She turns. She says, "Hey, you look like you're lost." And I say, "Yep, I'm lost. Where am I?" She says, "Well, I'm I'm heading this way to Chelsea Market. Do you want to just walk with me a little bit?" And I'm I'm sort of disoriented. So I say, "Sure." She looks attractive, but I didn't want to like look her up and down. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I just kind of walked with her, and we were talking, and she seemed, sounded interesting. And she said, "Hey, I want to stop into this bar on the way to the market because I got to pick up my check. Do you want to come with me?" So I said, "Sure." So I stopped into this bar with her, and she said it was the bar that they created the movie Coyote Ugly. Oh, really? Do you ever heard of this movie? Oh, yeah, I've seen it so many times. Yeah, so it's called something else. But anyway, it was the actual original place that uh, was, it had leather all over the place. Cool. She's telling me the story of how she worked at this bar, and now she's become this spiritual teacher, and she travels all over the world. And we did a shot of uh, Jack Daniels, and we're sitting there. We're going to go to Chelsea Market next. And I look over at her, and I go, you look familiar. Have we met? And she said, she looks at me funny. She said, I don't think so. So we hang out a little more, have one more drink. I look over and I go, Wait, I know I, I know we've met. And I said, By, you weren't in Argentina a year and a half ago, were you? And she froze. Are you kidding me? And I, she said, how did you know that? And I said, were you in a coffee shop like, uh, you know, in the middle of Palermo, Soho? And because, you know, I'm starting to realize this is, she looks a lot like this girl. And she goes, how the hell did you know I was in Argentina? This is freaking me out. Who are you? And I said, I think I, we met. And I kind of you know, told her about the story about meeting this girl. She goes, oh, my God, that, that was you. I remember it. She goes, what was with you that morning? Your energy was completely off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to stop you here. Hold it here. So you're telling me you had to have a couple of drinks to get your memory back. What happened to her beauty, first of all? That's what I'm wondering. And secondly, like, uh, you know, it's just like this is... This is your life. This is exactly why I want to do this because things are happening in your life that are not, uh, you know, you cannot explain them. I just have the feeling like things that uh, that happened to you, uh, there's no logical explanation for this. I don't know. I think I have my own explanation. I don't know if it's logical, but um, but my theory is there are fewer of these places like like energy spots i would say places that have this particular vibration than we think in naples there may be a handful less than five uh of places that have this sort of vibration and if you keep going to these places they draw in the same type of people and maybe there's only a few you know really uh statistically there's not that many places and and these people continue to find their coffee shop and their juice bar, and they keep frequenting these places. So they're crisscrossing each other more than they think. That's that's my that's my uh, uh, Well, that's just beyond our understanding. But uh, the thought there is so okay. So if the energy, what kind of energy you feel here? The, uh, first, if I had to summarize the energy I felt when I walked in here. I would say authenticity would be the word that comes to mind. Okay, that's interesting. And if you take uh, like positivity from one to ten, what's the level? Positivity. Well, there's a little bit of uh, Eastern European pessimism, so I would give you an eight point five. <laughs> okay. Why Eastern European? There's a realism that you know. There's some. There's some sort of sense of the the hard, the hard, difficult past that has gone on. But other than that, I think any um, 
one who's immigrated from a different country has a lot of optimism. So I still have to give you an 8.5. Okay. But there's a sense of a, I would call it a no bullshit happiness is the feeling, like an authenticity that comes, that radiates from this place and from you. Well, that's, oh, from me? Yes. Really? Well, I, thank you. That's nice compliment. I didn't get uh, a summary uh, on one sentence like this ever before. So that's kind of new. I need to process that information first to respond to it. But, you know, it's interesting how you say that. And uh, I hope we're going to get uh, more uh, so, you know, same-minded people. But I, I, I'm sure you already met uh, <laughs> when you visit, visited in past a few interesting people here. And, and uh, same energy, you know, just uh, people on the same tune. If you want to call it frequency, whatever this but this is interesting uh interesting subject i love this because you know you're more most probably like uh, right and this and and uh i never thought about you know if you're meeting people in the same places they probably feel the same way like you do they probably have same processing thoughts the way you do and they maybe have same goals like you do and maybe that's why you feel comfortable around that places because uh, you know people energize you and, and and positive people you know attract positive people negative people attract negative people so there is place for everyone i'm sure there is and and uh, if uh, i'm gonna start watching this if you see people coming back uh, maybe there's a reason why you're seeing them maybe there's a reason why they're coming here maybe you should uh, discover this and uh, maybe start you know looking into it this is interesting thought and the fact the story that you have uh you know you're meeting somebody uh in the, in the city of south america where you just like going to learn tango and uh then a year and a half later you meet that person on on the street of new york where you just exchange condo for a month and you're looking for you you know for something and you don't know your way around and she comes to you and uh, offers help that's i mean tell me more what happened to her <laughs> well uh from the, what happened after the coyote ugly bar no with the with the girl i mean how girl? did you i mean are you in contact with her or because <laughs> i believe there's a reason why you guys met two times in two different places of the world well that particular time yes it did feel like that for the next couple of hours we walked the city together and we had this really strong connection okay and um yeah so uh I, I probably uh, is there more you can share or not <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't want to know the intimate details, I don't know but, what this podcast is, is, where, where this podcast begins and ends so no no just let's say this uh, did you guys uh, are you staying in contact still now or what no I, I don't speak with her anymore no okay well uh, things happens in life and maybe you're waiting for another moment in different part of the world where you meet her again what, yes. what do you know yeah it was yeah so I I see the world through a f uh, different filters Right, and I, I stole this from Scott Adams, who's the creator of Dilbert. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. You see, on those things, I'm so undereducated. Well, I never seen the Star Wars. I never, you know, some of the things what normal people do, uh, I don't because I'm not that normal. Scott Adams is sort of a talking head. He's sort of like a uh, an influencer now, and um, he he's an expert in the art of persuasion. And uh, he's written a, several books. One book is How to Fail at Everything. And still succeed, I believe. And he's just coming out with a new book now. And he was one of the only people to predict Trump would win the election. Okay. Though he is not a Republican, he just thought Trump was very persuasive. And he's an expert in persuasion. Uh-huh. So in his book, or one of his books, he talks about filters. So he has, over the course of his life, seen the world through different filters. And over time, he upgrades his filters. At the current, he's seeing the world through what he calls a persuasion filter. Can you describe persuasion? He sees the world, uh, and I 
I see the world through so slightly different filter, but his filter is that he can predict the future by seeing who, uh, what people or what companies are most persuasive. Okay. So he could say, okay, Hillary Clinton is less persuasive than Donald Trump. He, like him or not, he's persuasive, right? So he saw the he's, he's, he says that Trump may be one of the you know handful five most persuasive people ever in history. Okay. And so he sees the world through a persuasion filter. Prior to that, he saw the world through like an atheism filter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Through basically nothing means anything. We're floating around in this ball, uh, you know, this big blue ball, and uh, you know, live the best life possible while you're here. Have fun, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Before that, he maybe saw the world through a alien filter where he thought we were dropped in by aliens and before that he thought saw the world through a religious filter okay so he's upgraded his filter over as he's gotten older for example well my filter has been upgraded also i used to believe in sort of a spiritual energy like uh-huh. a like a vibration filter okay uh and now i've upgraded it to believe that and this is not that will there will be a new upgrade at some point but the most best newest best thinking is that we are attracted to those who have similar endorphins firing in our brains. So if you are in a similar uh, vibration state in your brain than me, we may be attracted to one another's energy. And that's what I think is going on in these coffee shops, like the, from the story I, I, I told. Mm-hmm. It's that people who are drawn into these uh, environments, certain types of environments have similar vibrations, meaning that their brains are firing off on different patterns that are similar. You have a certain certain number ratio of endorphins, and that, for example, if you have a positive attitude, your business is going well, your body is fit, you have a, a high amount of positive endorphins. So you'll be attracted to people who have the same amount of endorphins. This is why people who like go to yoga studios seem to all want to hang out together, and people who go to cocktail bars are sort of on a different b- vibration. They they kind of congregate. If right, that makes right. sense. It's not so much spiritual as it in my in my filter as it is uh, that we're operating on different levels of endorphins. So it's like the healthier we can make our brains, the higher levels we can rise to in terms of our peer groups. Okay, that's how I see it. So, so how you can you program it? So I mean, if you yes. let's say if you the yoga guy and you don't want to be anymore, and just gonna be straight to cocktail bar, so you're gonna st- you know stuck to cocktail bar. I mean, is there a possibility to to reprogram yourself or you just wired like that from born being born or the way how you live your life and and just kind of uh, you know this is the way how you want to be absolutely i think of the brain as a computer uh-huh so we can uninstall the old software and install new software all the time and Certainly. i mean did you did you use yourself experience that right so i think that uh, high performing people like to are always looking for that next newest software that next newest upgrade they want to level up the software sure You mean high performing people that means people that you know achieve what they put there as a goal and then they get bored. Like people who set yeah set high challenging but achievable goals and achieve uh, a high frequency of those goals. Sure. And then they just say okay and I'm not happy let's uh, shoot for Mars. So it could be an entrepreneur, it could be an athlete, it could be someone who's like me. I'm, I'm more of a lifestyle entrepreneur. Uh-huh. So my goal wasn't to go make a billion dollars, but I wanted to have you know three times more than my spending at all times coming in. Okay. Uh, from whatever business I was involved in, that was always how that was my comfort my comfort zone. Okay. So you know now that you get to the point, 
you settle down in Naples. Now you are at the point when you're reprogramming yourself. Is that right? Right. So now I'm trying to level up again. So I've, I was 20 years in uh, business for myself in different ways. And now I'm looking for the next sort of upgrade. What, what, what inspires me? What interests me? What's the next level? So let's just say this. We talk about your, your you know, somehow a little bit of what you experienced. Now you end up in Naples here and uh, you're reprogramming yourself. Is this the right environment for you to do this? I haven't decided yet, but it seems like a it's a wonderful environment for someone who wants to focus and doesn't want much distraction. Well, I mean, season didn't start yet, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that is like. But, uh, I mean, do you finding enough people that are wired or same energy or same frequency as you? I would say that would be one of the drawbacks is that uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurial, positive, forward-moving energy in Miami, but there's also a lot of distraction in Miami. You know, it's funny you're saying this. Uh, I, I somehow, there was a point in my life where I... Um, I, I, as I said to you off uh, mic, I've never been depressed, so I cannot judge people and how they feel and how it is to be depressed because there's something I don't know. Like I never use drugs, so I cannot really judge somebody using drugs or smoke. I never smoked, so you know it. it just I can tell it bothers me. Uh, like when I, somebody smoke in my face, so I just I don't like the you know smell of it. So that's the only thing. But I, if somebody smokes or not, I don't judge the people. I you know it's their choice. And um, I just want to say, you know, when, when uh, I was here a few years, um, I somehow questioned myself if this is the right place uh, I want to be rest of, you know, my youth, I'd say. Because I came from big city. I w- used to work for a large corporation, American company. And, um, you know, it's just you get this, uh, this energy and you want to move. You want to be moving. You want to develop. You want to create. You want to be surrounded with people that, that have same you know same mind and uh, then you come here and everybody chills the, the just the lifestyle here and business general is kind of um, interesting because and that's my opinion strictly you know now it's, it's changing because people realize the internet is here and it's gonna stay so they taking it a little bit more seriously but you know it's still not enough and uh, I think uh, everybody is kind of following something some some kind of trend or standard and and by following it is getting behind anyway so there's not enough people that that you know fresh-minded and go-getters that really you know wake up in the morning and and just crushing it uh, 24/7 and you're right in Miami there's a lot more hunger and maybe even different energy for it but here it just seems like if somebody can work just four days a week they will chill on the beach for three days ask me when I was the last time on the beach you know when was the last time you were on I the don't beach? even know I, I mean literally I don't even know when I was swimming last time seriously it's just uh, the beach is there sometimes I go there I do live on Instagram and I do live on Facebook I take pictures and that's about it I don't even take my shoes off you know it's just like it's embarrassing to say uh, we live in this wonderful place and I don't have time for it or I don't create time for it but I just have so much uh, in me to achieve something or create something I don't even know how to describe it I just want to keep going it's just uh, you know something just drives me more than that uh, that need or want to be on the beach. I, uh, you know, ask me if I was ever fishing. I was never on the boat fishing. I live here 23 uh, years and I was never fishing. I mean, 
just things that people do you know a lot of times on the weekends they go um they hang up on boats and they do stuff it's just really you know i don't know i mean people think i'm weird but that's okay because uh i i feel same way uh, and by me keep going it's kind of funny because a lot of times if you even um you know look at the posts uh, we post on the divine naples uh, you know facebook when we were doing the coffee shop a lot of times uh, i helped working at night and every time i started i always said you know not a shift i love working at night i have no competition because all of you sleeps i just love this thing you know it's just like if you if you think about uh, you, you if you want to do something and and this is perfect place for for life family life and and a lot of benefits but if you really want to be having career uh and working for a company it's going to be really difficult in this city because there's not many companies that can provide you with that new york and washington dc and and those places will probably offer you more but you know then meeting interesting people that come from outside just get like you chill down have uh, opinion travel the world and and you know have have just uh, stories and and just brings new new uh views on things uh it's just so refreshing you know so just really interesting uh because when you when you live here for you know few years you get kind of a, there's a there's a tension from all this um surroundings uh you can get dorm in a lot of uh, things you know you just it's just uh, numb you don't you don't receive uh, or your brain doesn't work like uh, when you're outside and you're surrounded with different cultures different people and and to me it's it's just where we missing if you get in one place for too long you just kind of then you never leave and and it's maybe you say oh, i'm too old to travel i'm too it is never true but you know just the fact that, that you bringing your views and your your opinions here uh that you collect that on your travels and you know you, you, and stuff you experienced uh you know on on different countries it's amaz- amazing so thank you uh i agree with a lot of what you said naples is sort of like a warm bath it feels amazing and it's relaxing but you don't want to stay in too long maybe it's time to get out <laughs> you know i just long. love this man <laughs> i'm i'm talking here for five minutes you know describing something you can put nicely and beautifully in three words when naples is like a warm bath <laughs> are you serious <laughs> package it up and put it in a little bow for you yeah thank you that's that's perfect that's perfect uh you know we need somebody like this just shut me down and <laughs> uh. <laughs> don't make me waste time How did you start? How did you start your entrepreneurial journey? I'm curious. You have so much going on. It's amazing. Uh like in the history? Like uh, yes. when did I start it? When when did you think to Okay, let me just ask yourself? this question since th- this this whole podcast started being interviewed with me. <laughs> just wondered. <laughs> I'm taking over. I'm interviewing no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so uh I go back uh I go back um when I was maybe 12, 13. Wow. Uh first of all a lot to do with uh, with the life I I I live as a teenager uh you know I don't want to uh, say the country but uh um let's say I I live in a communist country I mean you can figure it out by accent right but I'm not going to say which country um Chile <laughs> Yeah right uh and the the lifestyle that 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 time was it was just very different and um uh I have a father that um that is very uh, and that actually i have to say that he was he was very um um opinionated 
and uh, a lot of times end up in jail for that because that's what uh, that system did. And um, then later on, I found out um, the communists actually killed my grandfather, and uh, they took everything from from our family. And um, our family was uh, in farming, so. For 700 years, we have uh, we had properties and, and lands and stuff like that, and always farming. And and farming is not the most sexy job in the world. You know, it's very hard. And um, uh, we live in the one area, and then uh, my grandfather didn't want to give it to the communist uh, his farm and everything he had because he had uh, he was very f- uh, the only one he had a tractor in the area, and they needed it uh, after the war. So. They killed him and took everything away. And my father was three, so he literally didn't know, didn't know his uh, his father. And uh, he put himself himself uh, from very early age that he will get everything back. And that's how he lived through the commune. So just imagine living forty some years uh, life that, uh, or forty five years life that you know you don't have what belongs to you, and somebody else had that. And then later on, uh, you know, he got everything back. So uh, just the whole drive and everything uh, that he put uh, in his life, I think I, I got those genes and that DNA is there that I never stopped. And um, when I was 12, uh, my parents were divorced. And, and uh, when I was 12, I actually started, you know, kind of exploring. My, I never listened to anyone. I never listened to my mother and, you know, I didn't have no father. So uh, I did whatever I wanted in limits. I'd never got in trouble, never been arrested. Just make sure, you know, but always stayed in limits. But I always wanted to explore, wanted to do something. So in order to do this in communist country, you need to be like, if you want to be free, you need to be able to be moving and uh, buses and, you know, all this, the government owned uh, transportation is not perfect uh, way how you can be moving because you know of course you don't want to go certain places so when i was 12 years old i i made money by like helping somebody and i bought my first bike which was kind of um strange because there were no too many automobiles uh, no too many bikes so not too many police uh, you know if you met somehow policeman it was uh, it was you know bad luck or something happened so me 12 year old on a bike and moving around and i start traveling and start you know start figuring it out then i start uh, throwing uh, to different country uh, the merchandise and we start trading so uh, i was living on a border with different country and and uh, and we didn't have certain things in our country. They had more of that, and we, we had something they didn't have. That's how communist countries used to exist. So we were throwing stuff over the river and trading. Like, and uh, I started trading tapes because we didn't have music. Uh, so I started trading tapes for coffee, and I became to be DJ because I had so much music and uh, in the school, um, you know, they did this. Uh, it was interesting, interesting time. Now we're bringing the memories. So I started being DJ. So by like 14, 13, 14, I was already DJ, which uh, was unheard of. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. Wow. So, so I started, uh, you know, this started like a little business, which I didn't get paid for because, you know, there was nobody to pay you for it. But it's just like every Wednesday I was having... Uh, you know, session, four-hour session of music uh, for three different schools, and it just grew and grew and grew, and then communists, you know, fell, 
and uh, I was already known, so I just continue in bigger events, and I end up in the, doing events like for seven, eight hundred people, and uh, that was every weekend. And that's pretty wow. much, yeah. That, that that was that was interesting. Amazing. Then I started getting paid for it, and and just uh, and I opened first business when I turned eighteen. Uh, next day after my birthday, I was able to like uh, legally open business. So I just went to open, and I remember when I said to my mother, "I'm going to open a business," and she says, "What is that?" I said, "Well, that's you can you don't have to work for somebody; you can work for yourself." And she said, "That's what you need." <laughs> that's just you always like a very optimistic person, you know, uh, living life in communism. You become to be one. So I went to the government and you know did whatever I had to do and and open the business and start um, selling. That was my first thing. So what I did was I um, I found because the companies were just growing like mushrooms, you know, a new market. Everything is now open, and people didn't know what to do with that. It was just really interesting. Uh, hard to explain because just imagine, you, you know, like everything is owned by government, and then two weeks later, nothing is owned by government. And if you want a bread, you need to find somebody who's gonna bake it because there's no more bakery. You know what year? Eighty uh, nine. Amazing. You know, I heard about the black markets opening up into white markets during that time. I studied this in school. It's, it's Dude, you just make thing. me start talking about stuff I never talk about. Amazing. What do you do to me? Nothing, man. Just um, have more coffee. Yeah. So um, I uh, start uh, going from businesses to businesses and I always ask what they do. And, uh, you know, say, let me sell it for you. Right. So because I have no problem to talk to people. I mean, you can tell. And uh I picked up five different companies, so I selected very carefully the products. Um, you know, something was, uh, I don't remember exactly what the, all the products were, but uh, one of them was a uh, map, like an advertisement map, uh, because they were doing some kind of 3D map, uh, which was like way ahead of the you know times, but it was uh, handmade. So some artist made 3D map, and that was displayed on uh, different parts of the city, and it was like an art. And on those arts, they made those businesses that paid more bigger. So they stand out, you know, so in this whole graphic uh, thing. And, and it was interesting idea. Another product was T-shirts. Another products were like a cleaning products. And whatever I had, uh, I had like five different uh, companies I was representing. No business card, no car, no bicycle. I just, uh, every morning, I just uh, look at the map and I point the finger and I said, this is where I'm going to go. And I have a backpack and I just jump uh, on the street, hijack and um, just end up in the city and I always sold. And somehow, sometime I got home, night, uh, depends. <laughs> you know, I never traveled by the bus. I never scheduled anything. I just kept going. And uh, I always, whenever I end up, I went inside the door and sold. And that's how I started. So this is, you know, 89. That's, I mean, I started basically 84 maybe or something. Incredible. Like this is this is how I started, if raw, that answers your question. Raw entrepreneurship at its best. It's the best kind. Yeah, but, I, you know, it just seems to me like if I would just go to the bank like everybody else and uh, say, hey, uh, good morning. My name is, uh, you know, uh, Mark Wilson. I would like to open business. Can I get some $2 million? And they say, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm just going to open like a little shop, ice cream store. Oh, you know what? You're probably going to need two and a half millions. So why don't take two and a half millions? And, uh, and I say, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Just make sure I have a little safety, safety net. And this is how ex exactly the, the whole economy started. You can walk, uh, you can, I mean, I have friends that did this. They walked in the bank with this, like a suitcase, 
or some of them with shoe boxes and they fill up those uh, things with the money and went home and they were sitting uh, around the table and, and they was like okay so now i have the money what i'm gonna do some of them you know didn't do the right thing and they like open business and fail and just make it look like you know i kept the money but some of them operating until now but it was literally that easy to come to the bank and say hey i want to open business and uh, can i get some money and i never did this because i never crossed my mind just this easy road and i never picked the easy road i always picked the harder and you can already tell i mean things i do you know it's just the interesting uh to to think of it right now that that from beginning of my life uh, you know i always and and i never took the easy and shortcut and um um one person oh uh, we had this discussion with w- one of my friends and and, uh, and she said you know that's that's good because uh if you if you uh, choose the easy way uh, there's a much bigger chance you're gonna fail and you, you're not gonna learn anything because if you choose the hard way, um, then um, then you know you're gonna get better, and you're gonna get better than anybody else. Because the experiences you're gonna have throughout the process, nobody else can replicate them, and uh, that's stuck to my head. And uh, right now, um, for instance, uh, what we're doing here, um, it's it's all uh, kind of the hard way. And uh, even the coffee shop, uh, even the menu, the items on the breakfast, you know, we were thinking about all of that a uh, very long time. And, and uh, we could easily just say, okay, we do pancakes, eggs, and, and uh, sausages. Everybody does it. It's fine. Everybody eats that. It's going to be easy. You come here, you see the menu, and you're going to say, okay, <laughs> let me think for a second. I never heard that. I never seen that. You know, it's just, just uh, everything is different. DivineApples.com is different. I mean, I ex- kind of explained uh, to you uh, the whole idea of this whole concept. And even this podcast we're doing right now is different. And I'm glad we're doing it because, you know, we are people. Let's just uh, let's just agree on that. And uh, uh, if we can share the information, they can, we can share the, the experiences and we can share somehow that, uh, you know, what we go through in life. Uh, maybe some people will register it and just keep it in their head. And maybe 20 years from now, they're going to say, yeah, yeah, that happened to this guy. And, and maybe if I do this, did that, you know, this will help me now because I already heard somebody else had the problem. If not, we may just enrich people with the experiences we have throughout our lives. But, you know, it's interesting. You meet people on the street and uh, you don't know anything about them if they're answering uh, with... Uh, one word answer and perfect example you just told me uh, yesterday night you went and you just didn't wanted to be alone and um, you end up in a bar we don't gonna give them plug but uh, you know you end up in a bar sitting there person on the left person on the right start talking to you and you just were not in the mood to talk to anybody and steakhouse bar steakhouse bar <laughs> steakhouse bar uh, upscale steakhouse bar <laughs> so so you know those people yesterday they didn't meet you in the right time in the right moment and the right place to really know you so now they're uh, clueless who you truly are and when you come to the coffee shop you have this conversation i heard you talking to marvin uh, the local artist for three hours almost you guys were uh, pumping you know what i'm saying the, the the exchange here was so magical i didn't even like i was just uh, i was just receiving all that information and the the ideas you were throwing away uh, in the air and and everything just was just amazing so what i want to say is you know having this conversation and and kind of exposing myself a little bit uh, my past and my experiences it's it's just like we all are people we all have something and 
you know, sometimes people just don't feel like talking, you know, about their past and, and, and stuff like that. You just need to be in the right moment. And, and uh, it's interesting if you can meet somebody in that right moment, what you can learn and what you can, you know, and you can have really different feeling from that uh, human being or, or that exchange. And that's amazing. Absolutely. I have a couple of points that I am pulling away from your uh, story, which was amazing. Thank you. Uh, you know, that was a legendary time. And the way people spoke about that part of the world, and when I say that part of the world, I mean the former uh, Soviet Union, that part of the world. Yeah, but I'm not from Russia. Let's just no, say not that. from yeah. Russia. We're I'm not, not a, I'm no despite. He could be, but he probably no, no. isn't. So um, that part of the world in the 80s was... And I'm going to say something provocative. Uh, the opportunity was un unbelievable. If you had some sense of business uh, and you showed up in that, at, that, at that particular time, like you were saying, they were opening businesses like crazy. They were giving money away uh, to start businesses like crazy. This was uh, legendary. You know where that's happening today? Uh, where? Africa. Oh, we need to go there. I mean, it sounds crazy, right? People say, well, it's too dangerous. It's, if you're a young man on the rise and you don't know exactly where you want to be and you want to be in, in, a, in a wild, wild west atmosphere, Africa right now is going We nuts. need to go there right now immediately. Let's get, let's get out of here. No, I, I'm telling you because, you know what, looking, uh, looking back to all this, having knowledge and the information that I have today, and I truly grew up in this country. You know, I, I mean, I came... Now let me just continue it so you have better picture. Please do. Please uh, keep going. Picture. Uh, I don't want to bore anybody here, but, you know, it's just, I started uh, selling for five different companies and then I got to the point where I got smart. So, uh, you know, I was selling, uh, well, maybe that was the moment when I got smart. Maybe, you know. Uh, I got to the point where I started using strategies, right? And um, I was selling this cleaning product and by government, uh, um, Government had still some kind of uh, old uh, laws in uh, in the works where I knew some of them, and one of them was every employee has to be given soap, uniform, clean uniform, and some other uh, products once in a month. Okay, and that was the, the the communism kind of you know didn't still was in place in certain like uh, labor laws and stuff like that. So. I was like, okay, so I have this cleaning product, which is basically uh, soap, right? And I know that every employee has to get one, right? So why I don't go to the factories and try to sell that? Because one sell is just will taking care of me for a month. So I, I start picking up these big factories, right? So we have uh, some of the factories, 5,000 employees, 10,000 employees. So I had to figure out how to get uh, to those factories. So, uh, I, you know, I went first uh, to observe them from outside and then I was brave enough to uh, attract them from inside. So I went to um, the gate and, you know, the, those uh, people on the gate, uh, what do you call them? Security, security. So I started giving them samples. Immediately they were telling me everything. They were telling me who is in charge of this and this and that, you know. And normally, uh, no, nobody's talking nicely to security and give them anything. So I, I wrote down everything and then uh, went to another factory, did the same thing. And then went home, tried to find out more information about these people, you know, by just asking around. And then uh, one day I just went inside. And uh, here's how I did that. I mean, it was not the most kosher way, but I knew the the whole country was going through this change, so I had to be very creative. 
just really quick, I for a future podcast, I would love to hear your opinion on how you would do things over again, knowing now, knowing then what you know now and what opportunities you would have targeted with all of that access to capital in a fresh, brand new country opening up. But anyway, that's... No, going. this is good uh, Not topic. now. No. Late, yeah, at a different time. I Absolutely. Wanna, I want to throw in a couple of bullet points um, of things I heard you say, which because you, you've touched on a couple of fascinating topics. But please keep, keep going. What did you do? You went no, into the factory. Yes, yes, yes. But I want to just say this is awesome because I think uh, if we keep going doing this, we can maybe inspire somebody to go to Africa and start uh, you know using our manuals and do well. I wish so for somebody to do this. Nevertheless, uh, I came to the to the first factory, and um, uh, I uh, saved some cash, and um, so I had this order form, and um, and uh, I put the cash underneath of the second page, and uh, this was still time when you know the carbon copies, you know I used to do. Sure. So you know, no mobile phones, no pagers, no none, none of that. I mean, you just if you want to make a phone call to somebody, you use payphone. We we had no other ways. And payphone uh, was like one, uh, you know, phone booth uh, per village, you know, and few of them in the city. Very hard to describe. Today I'm thinking of it. It's very hard to describe how the life was in this, uh, you know, these uh, countries and places. Nevertheless, I came to there and, and talking to this lady and says, look, I have this cleaning product uh, for the hands and I would like to offer to you. I mean, of course, I cannot demonstrate because no nobody here in the office has a dirty hands. Uh, but this is very good product you know it's, it's made in our country it's uh, it's made by our uh, you know chemics or uh, this just just kind of give her the benefits of the product and then uh, she said what else do you have i said well and i started picking i have five items five products and i started picking them up from my backpack and one of the things uh, was like a um, ajax uh, like the powder you clean dishes with sure uh, yep. so, so i had one of those and she said what is this i said well this can clean anything you know hard stones and everything she and she said to me okay there's a we make coffee this uh, uh, coffee what do you call it the, the metal thing you made coffee with uh, Kettle, cuddle. Sure, yeah. yes. She said, uh, look at that and can you clean it? So I opened it up and there was uh, so much settlement in it, right? There was like a one centimeter, but like maybe a quarter of inch of, uh, of settlement, like the hard stone in it. Sediment, yes. Yeah, and she goes like, can you clean it? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hardly could put my hand in it. She said, well, uh, there's water in the bathroom, right? It was around one o'clock. And, um, and she said, when you clean it, come back and then we made the order if you can clean it. So I was I wow. was on a bathroom for three hours cleaning that thing. It was so hard to take the sediment out, and uh, was p- probably around four o'clock, and I finally cleaned it up. So I come outside with this thing sparky, and come to her office and and uh, she looked at me and she said, "I thought you left." I said, "No, you told me to clean this thing, and uh, you know we will make the order." And she said, well, you know, I'm ready to go home. I said, well, I traveled 50 kilometers here to, you know, to demonstrate we have good products and all this. She said, okay, I'll stay over. So we did the order. And the way how uh, we did the order was, um, you know, we, she, she ordered uh, the, the things for the hands because she had to. So it was 5,000 items. And uh, the second page, uh, uh, instead of carbon copy, I put money there. And, uh, you know, I flipped the page and I said to her, well, if you sign this paper and we can add stuff to the order, 
uh, you know, then uh, this this copy will stay here with you. <laughs> and just she just look at it and she said, okay, let's review again the order. So she, I, I uh, basically closed the order with her uh, on seven pallets. And uh, seven pallets was like a lot of products. I don't even remember. What was but the dollar amount value, if you had to guess? Who I don't know, uh, maybe $3,000. Wow. That was huge. Huge. I mean, huge order, yes. And... Um, and she said uh, to me, uh, please come back. And she said, please come back next month. We're going to repeat this. Right. So this was the biggest order. I, I mean, in that. At 19 years old yeah. in the 80s in yeah. Eastern Europe, that had to be like you could buy a, like a car or a house for that or something like that. Three thousand dollars. Well, it was more than I mean, yeah, I mean, you can do a lot of things. <laughs> Nevertheless, so um, I showed up a week later. Just make sure the order came. She was happy, you know, and uh, I said to her, would you do me a favor? If you c- can call somebody else in the, the, the order factory next to you, you know somebody there, and we can place the order, uh, you know, I make uh, sure you're taken care of. So she did, she called, and I went to the order factory, I made another order there. And this is how I start uh, the business, uh, with, you know, just doing, uh, working for one company. So when I produced that month, the order, I uh, sold more than three full-time salespeople with cars, uh, which were working for the company, and uh, and the owner of the company, uh, which were producing these cleaning products, called me, and he said, um, "Just uh, come to the company next week. You're gonna get a car." I said, oh, "Well, I don't really want car." He said, "No, you're gonna become to be employee, and you're gonna get a car, and and uh, and you're gonna have a whole country." for yourself because I fired everybody so that's how I started unbelievable that's my answer to you when you ask when you start business that's what I did a couple of bullet points that pop up to me are so maybe we can discuss in a future episode are um, what was it like to live in a communist country period and then also when the change happened what was the change like I don't think the average American has any idea what it's like to live other places not to mention uh how lucky we are with uh with the things that we have here with our with our um with the way americans think just the way we think about commerce is like we were talking earlier about latin cultures mm-hmm. their latin cultures are black belts they're absolute experts at living in the moment Ooh. la dolce vita right so yeah. like the good life it's uh, we're not that great in the United States at slowing down and being with each other in the moment and enjoying that beautiful coffee or that glass of wine. But we are really, really good at finding something that's working okay and making it better. Evolving. You know what? They're, they're, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, United States is great on on branding. This country and the, the whole, you know, the idea of branding, it comes from here. And they're true geniuses on this. Not necessarily the products that you that have strong brand are good uh, or strong products. Um, I don't, you know, the quality may not be there, but the the way how they brand it and they make multi-billion-dollar industry out of you know something like, a, for example, new Greek yogurt, Chobani. I mean, are you serious? Just just the, the experts on the branding, and that is also related to people how they consume brands. 
Because in Europe, for instance, you know, people don't really care about a lot of uh, brands. They care more about the, you know, the quality. Because people, I would say, they make educated uh, purchases. Before somebody spends dollars, they, they usually educate themselves before they do that. If it's cars, jeans, whatever it is, they always, they're, they're not impulsive uh, buyers. You know, they're more like educated buyers and takes time for them to really uh, go and buy it, make that move. But when they do, they feel comfortable. They know they did the right decision. They don't doubt and they never do. They never do garage sales because they have to. Yes, I I think that uh, and often when I travel, I'll see a cafe uh, next to another cafe, next to another cafe. Everyone is selling the same exact thing for the same exact price. Yeah. And the cafe owner will be happy and uh, personable and take the time to get to know me. But then as we get to know each other better, he will or she will complain. My business is going down. The economy is not good. My current, the currency is not healthy. I don't know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I might suggest an American as I am some, you know, some improvements. Like uh, maybe we should do, do a special. Maybe uh, we should consider uh, selling something different than the two people that are on your, than the person on your left and the person on your right, instead of offering the exact same items that everyone around you has. How about starting to try, you know, instead of doing coffee, maybe add ice cream or gelato, or could you, and then the, you see them recoil like, oh my God, like it's, it's, I wouldn't, I can't change anything. I just, no, 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 it's okay. I'll just keep everything the way it is. I'm, you know, I'm happy in the moment. So the American attention on innovation the iPhone 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, we have to have a new iPhone every year. There's a something about American culture that makes us want to improve, 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 and change. And Latin culture, often I think the focus is on enjoying and enjoying the moment. And both things, we can learn from both. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, different cultures and different countries uh, will offer and, and, and make you experience different things. And, uh, you know, speaking of iPhone, uh, like everybody's looking for the newest uh, uh, and latest model and and has to have it like uh, my iPhone is 5SE people laughing at me because I have old iPhone which I technically bought it's new to me I bought it this year in, in April but the fact is I don't really need those uh, shiny things and I'm not a person of material stuff um, you know I'd rather you know do something else uh, instead of the money than then spend them on something I don't even use and it, the value is not there so you know it's perfect uh, example of that I'm European I grew up with just little uh, and I'm in America surrounded with all those things and I still was not affected enough to you know change my DNA and uh, that I have to have everything and, and the latest things so you know you comparing two uh, let's say two different continents or countries and and um, it's it's for me it's I'm living it so it's it's interesting you you saying it but uh, I understand exactly what you're talking about. You know, sometimes people just forget um, that they they don't need some of the stuff, uh, and they come to the country there's just too much of it, and you just uh, fail for it. You know. Yes, I I think we can learn from each other. So, like the French have the best pastry in the world. Do you really think so? I think so, and I think the Itali- Italians have the best coffee. So if we could just create a peace treaty between the two countries <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good idea. then maybe we would win you know and uh, actually there's a restaurant here in Naples that uh, uh, does Italian coffee 
and uh, they they ship their pastries in from France. And uh, which one is it? It is called Dolce Salado. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's it's here in downtown. Really nice uh, restaurant. Uh, somehow we compete with him, but oh, you know. you, okay, never mind. Let's no, 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 no. I, I I like what they do. Uh, you know, they have their own clientele. The people go there for years. I mean, they do a good job. The owner is present. He, you know, very passionate on what he does. And uh, you know, you, if you need to have uh, or if you want to have uh, cold uh, uh, cuts sliced in front of you, that's the place to go to. He's kind of a grumpy bastard, to be honest. <laughs> I know. There's Italians. <laughs> it's like. I camp out there sometimes and I'll, you know, read my paper and have one of their amazing uh, cappuccinos and uh, he just kind of glares at me like, dude, you can't sit here all day. Yeah, you need to spend money there. And I'm thinking like, you're from Italy, dude. You know the deal. Like, yeah. This is what, you know, this is the thing. <laughs> so he, for years, he was kind of tough. He kind of looked at me funny. And then I just started donging him with a big tip, you know, and a big smile. And he started warmed up to me. After a while, he realized that I realized that I was taking up a spot, and the least I could do is is send my appreciation. So well, you know, you always have your seat uh, reserved here. So, <laughs> and if we, if you feel like it, we put Mike right in front of you, and this will continue because I really enjoy this. What do you think about the whole thing? I think yeah, I think I'm going to be back. I, you know, this uh, like I said, the energy in this coffee shop's amazing. Uh, it's I'm so glad that you have uh, created this space, and uh, Naples is going to be. You know, 10% uh, happier now that we have uh, this uh, this place to come to enjoy coffee and conversation and uh, good relationships. That's awesome. Well, I just want to wrap it up because we've been talking over an hour and something. We may be boring some people. And, and uh, what bothers me most is we started this podcast and uh, the idea was uh, getting, you know, you talking. And you made me talking more than you and that's not cool i'm gonna have to adjust that and i have to change it because the idea was to get your opinions your experiences and and your ideas into the mic and to people's ears and speakers and uh next time we i'm focused on make sure you don't turn the table on me and and we have you because we have probably a lot of subjects which uh, we should be talking about and and i believe we will create really really uh valuable content for people well thanks for having me i look forward to it so thank you very much for listening uh, this was uh, rich with uh, freddy we're gonna name this uh, whole podcast show uh, let uh, talk uh, over the coffee with freddy uh, how about that you have a better name i don't know R- uh, rich and freddy rich uh, and freddy that's pretty good uh, fat freddy coffee um, i don't know we, we could probably come up with something catchy. yeah we will and uh, you know we're just gonna do this so uh, all of you here in naples and you know they, you know they are normal people and uh, we may be in that category and uh, we would like to share our experiences and and things we have to say with uh, the whole world and um, you know if you feel like it stop buying a coffee maybe you meet us here and maybe you see us and then if that's the case and you don't know how we look like because you just never know have a conversation that's the whole idea of having coffee coffee is to find your friend coffee is to get inspired coffee is here to uh, make you see the world different way and maybe wake you up and say wow this is the idea so let's continue in this i love it and uh, we're looking forward to be um, in front of the mics again and very soon and until then ciao aloha